Hello, fellow worshipers, and welcome to another episode of the Worshippers Heart Podcast. I am Carol Y. Davis, your host, and I am excited and delighted that you are experiencing this worship experience with us. So as always, let us open our hearts and minds as we prepare to go into this podcast with a word of prayer. Oh God, we come thanking you in this place and in this time that you are the God who created us in love. We thank you, God, that you create us anew in love as we worship you. We thank you, God, that you redeemed this world in love. We reclaim our hearts, God, as we worship you. We thank you, God, that you've moved this world towards a God-appointed end. And God, move within us as we worship you through this podcast. So God, in this place and at this time, we come, God, with our minds changed, our attitudes changed, our ways changed, our lives changed. Help us to see the wholeness of life with your eyes and to hear your word for this time. Help us to smell the fragrance of your glory and to breathe in the freshness of your Holy Spirit. Help us to reach out and touch the face of Jesus and to feel your healing touch and taste your mercy and discover you in unexpected ways, to worship you with our whole selves and to await a power and a presence that we know that you have. So God, out of this busy week of work, out of the struggles and the meaningless of the world, out of our desperate and our desires to meet you and to know you and proclaim you, God, as the center of our being, we come. Thank you for being an unmovable rock of our security. Thank you for being our refuge. Thank you for being our resting place. Thank you for being the one that we sing to. Thank you for being our help. Thanking you, God, that we remember you in everything that we do. So, Lord, we honor you and we adore you for great is your mercy toward us and how great you are to us. And we honor you in everything that we do. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. And now we will have a short testimony from a worshiper's heart listener. Carol Davis, Worshippers Heart, love your podcast. It it's really fresh to be able to get some something for worshiping in a podcast form, and I love it. We do the same at uh the house of prayer.com. Uh so tune in to the worshippers heart with Carol Davis and also come and listen to the house of prayer. I love you all with the love of the Lord and peace. Okay, worshipers, let's go. We're going to talk about worship and riches. 
worship and riches. How often do we put these two words together? In what context do we have them together? Often when we think of riches, we associate it with materialistic things, materialistic value, materialistic treasures, things that we can touch that are tangible, such as money, the type of car we drive, the house we live in, the location of our home, our employer, the things that we do and have. But what happens when those tangible things are gone? What happens when they're lost? What happens when they're destroyed? What benefit are our riches and wealth to us then? So here it is. When we worship, we should experience God in all his glory. It should be an honor to know that our worship takes us and allows us to experience God in the fullness of who he is to and for us. Our worship should be rich, filled to the brim with rich praise and acknowledgement of God's grace and goodness towards us. Ephesians 1, 7 through 8 tells us, In him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins, in accordance with the riches of God's grace that he lavished on us with all wisdom and understanding. (laughs) That is beautiful to me. The blood shed on the cross by our Savior Lord Jesus makes us rich. This is the richness that makes us free. The freedom that connects to our salvation makes our worship rich. This is a freedom that can't be lost, can't be destroyed, can't be gone. It's a place that we want to be in in our worship. Just as children in the natural receive an inheritance from their natural parents, we as believers in Christ receive an inheritance from our Heavenly Father. This doesn't give us immediate gratification or perfection, but we do become new creatures in Christ and our soul should be made rich. 2 Corinthians 5.17 says to us, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creature has become The old has gone and the new is here. God desires to give us everything. And because of what we should do when we worship him and give him glory, when we confess our relationship with him, our worship becomes rich in the fullness of who he is. And we glorify him as we continue to grow as his children. Richness in our worship puts us in a place of trust and obedience to God. I'm going to say it again. Richness in our worship puts us in a place of trust and obedience to God. When we deny Christ, what do we have? Nothing. Absolutely nothing. We have nothing. It's in this place where we choose to trust people, tangible things, and place value in worldly possession, worldly treasures. Mark 8.36 gives us this question. For what does it profit a man to gain the whole world and to fortify or lose his soul? So I asked the question, why would I trade my soul and my worship when I gain nothing? 
Proverbs 10, 22 gives us a clear understanding of what the riches or blessings of God will do for us. The blessing of the Lord makes rich and adds no sorrow with it. So imagine the joy and peace we can experience when we obey God and not desire to please or be a part of what the world has to offer. That is beautiful to me. That is a wow moment. What an awesome place to be in. And this is the riches that we should seek and desire for our lives. Sure, there are many things that come to distract us from worshiping God. Things that distract us from seeking what truly, what it truly means to have riches and wealth in our worship. Naturally, the enemy would like for us to believe that our riches are attached to the natural things instead of the spiritual. But to be effective in our worship and to have the riches that we desire spiritually, we have to maintain our focus on God, our creator. We have to make our worship the center of God's attention and our primary focus. Being in this position, being in this place of focus, being at that place of attention makes our worship rich. And brings us into a place of spiritual riches that is unexplainable. We should, we have to, we ought to. It is no choice to seek God in our worship and be obedient to heed to the word. Matthew 6.33 tells us, but seek first his kingdom and his righteousness. And all these things will be added to you as well. When it's all said and done. We should rely and trust on God as it pertains to our spiritual growth and develop, development. Sadly, we put our trust in man only to find ourselves in a place of disobedience, disappointment, or heartbreak. God wants us to seek him for all things and the riches. Doesn't make a difference. Jeremiah the prophet informs us of the value of trusting God and not placing our focus on the natural wealth as well as on the trust of man. And Jeremiah 9, 23, 24 tells us this, let not the wise boast of their own wisdom or the strong boast of their strength or the rich boast of their riches, but let the one who boast boast about it that they have the understanding to know me, that I am the Lord who exercise kindness, justice, and righteousness on the earth. For in these I delight, declares the Lord. We have to come to a place within ourselves to know that God only wants what's best for us. And the question I propose is, why wouldn't we? Why not? Philippians 4.19 gives us a clear and conscious awareness of what God desires to do for us. He wants to be the one to supply all our needs according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. God wants to be the one to supply all our needs according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. So I say to you, why do we settle for less when we can have the best? 
Why do we desire things of the world that are temporal when God wants to give us things that are eternal? As we seek to keep our mind on Jesus, let us remember our riches are wrapped in our worship to him. In closing, Psalms 1, 12, verse 3 tells us wealth and riches are built in his house and his righteousness endureth forever. So let us pray. Lord, we come thanking you that you have put gladness in our hearts, that you satisfy our hunger with good things. In giving all, you have not withheld anything from us. So how can we withhold anything from you? We ask you, God, to renew our day, day by day, with the gift of your Spirit, that we may give ourselves and others completely to your service and walk with joy in the footsteps of our Lord and Savior, giving praise, honor, and glory, and wisdom, thanksgiving, and power, and might to our Lord always, now, and forevermore. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. One more thing, I'd like to take this time to thank my sponsors, Abigail Adoye, Athena Shack, Dr. and Mrs. John and Martha Johnson, Jacqueline Harris, Chantel Hess-Taylor, and the Worshipper Heart team member, Tiana Davis. Thank you all so much for everything that you have done to invest into this ministry, into this podcast. We cannot do it without you. So if you are interested in being a valuable part of this podcast, support today. Look at us on Facebook at Worshippers Heart. Send us an email at worshippersheart67 at aol.com. And we can give you more information about how you can be a sponsor for this podcast and for this ministry. At the end of the day, All you need is a worshiper's heart.